Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today as we continue our stroll through the strange Paradiso. Today I've got a couple of things to tell you about and now regardless of um, many things that may be said about what I'm about to share with you, these stories are true. They were um, brought to me by two different individuals as well as agencies. And um, they are once again very similar. All right, so the first one, and I am not at liberty to say where, exactly where this took place. I will say that it did not happen in California. That's all that I'm really able to say. So the first one took place, I guess, about a month or so ago. And um, so what happened was people in this particular area started noticing that there was something in the breeze like flying around or being carried by the wind it wasn't flying on its own and it looked kind of like thin material like somebody had some old thin material that they had torn into bitty pieces and just kind of like tossed it and the wind picked it up and started carrying it around so one of these people did not and was not uh, able to just be idle about this so this person actually went outside and collected some of this stuff that got caught on bushes and trees and such and uh, took it in first they reported that they called the police the police didn't really want to deal with it. Like, okay, it's material, it's material. Well, there's, there's nothing happening. Nothing has been reported. So this person actually took it to someone that they know who is um, not a scientist, but who does research into certain things. When they looked at this material and um, did some work on it, they found now this person this first person found that it looked to be like skin like human skin this person then called an agency of a higher caliber who came and actually collected the samples of what they had and took it they did an in-depth analysis on it and it was found out to be human. Now the strange thing about this is that it is said to have been like flying around in the breeze in one particular city or town or whatever you want to call it. So where this was happening at was in a radius of about um, three to four blocks each way. So 
lengthwise and the other way. It was about three to four blocks. What in the world is going on? There were no reports of any type of um, accident where charring was involved with anything like that. So as of today, there is nowhere to go with this. No one knows where it originated from. All that they know is that it was human skin. Like if you peel off parts of your sunburn type of thing, but the pieces were bigger than that. Yeah, let's uh let's think about that one for a while, guys. It's I know it sounds just absolutely wild, but um what would cause something like this? Maybe somebody had something for a long time put away, stored away and then just opened the jar. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I've been trying to work this out in my mind since I um, was told about this and I don't know. All right, the other story is similar because there were people who were walking their dog and they came upon this thing that looked kind of, it resembled kind of like something that may have been a person, but it looked like it had been charred completely. So they didn't know what it was. The only reason it looks like it may have been a person is because it kind of looked like there was a skull, but everything was just charred or charred looking beyond recognition. So they called the authorities who came and looked at this thing, picked it up because it almost looked like a joke like someone was just pranking, even though it was in an empty area of town where there are not even any buildings, where people go to walk their pets and stuff like that. So they took it in and did an analysis on this, whatever you want to call it, item. And it is inconclusive. Now, it is or was some type of flesh, but they cannot find what it was. They, they cannot find a match to what this was. There are no matches. So they do know that uh, what it isn't. So it's not canine, it's not human, it's not any type of um, bear, which is part of the pig family. It's, it's nothing that is known. At least that is what um, the individual who found this and who called it in is being told. And they also went as far as to say that they didn't really even 
think it was going to be something that had been living in the past. He was more along the lines thinking that this was just something that someone set on fire and threw out there. But just to be sure, that's why they called. That's why they called it in to make sure. Come to find out, though, it was something that was living. They just don't know what it was. You have to think about these things. There are, I mean, the database must just be absolutely huge to have every type of animal, fish, I mean, you name it, known to man. So when to come across something that you cannot find a match for, I mean, the implications here are just um, staggering. In my opinion, if it's something that there is no match for, it would have to have come from somewhere else, maybe not on this earth. I, um, once again, you know that I'm not really interested in the whole ufology alien thing like that i'm not saying that i don't 100 percent believe that there's anything else out there but what i'm saying is that it's just never been my forte it's never been anything that i was particularly interested in i know many people who have had experiences who have seen things i've seen things myself as far as um what people may consider to be ufo but um, i still it's like I just have never found it something that just piques my interest. But these two things, they are similar because it looks like the first one took place because of some kind of burning. And then the second one looked like it had been completely charred. I don't even know how they would get any type of DNA sample or anything out of something like that unless it was just like charred on the top. It wasn't all the way through. Maybe some kind of bone marrow or something. I don't know. But um, those are just two of the things. I mean, there is so much crazy stuff going on right now that this is kind of like, I guess... Uh, Something that we don't really, it doesn't shock us. It doesn't have a lot of shock value because of with all the other stuff. Now, I have a report from someone who is not too far away from where I am who is saying that, well, okay, let me um, get something first for you guys here. Now, she hasn't lived here very long. She actually has moved here maybe about three months ago, and she is in an apartment. So she moved into this apartment and she says that nothing was happening at first, but now she hears whispering and whatever it is that's whispering is whispering her name. She said, it doesn't matter what time it is. If she's home in the day, she'll hear it in the day. She'll hear it at night. It doesn't matter. It just, whenever it feels like it, she hears this whispering. So at first she was like, oh, okay, well, I'm in an apartment. So it could be somebody's TV, could be neighbors, except for it's saying her name. And it seems to come from different locations around 
her apartment. It's not only in uh, a certain area, like in the kitchen or in the bedroom. No, it's wherever. And she says, as a matter of fact, sometimes she'll be in the kitchen and she'll hear it coming like from her bedroom or from the entryway area. So once again, when we're talking about apartments and places where people are in and out, you have tenants moving in, moving out all the time, especially depending how long the apartments have been there, how many tenants this particular apartment has had already in the past. We don't know what people do, what um, kind of things people are involved in. So it's really um, difficult to just go in there and say, oh, okay, yeah, we can figure this out right away because we really can't. I know that there are many people who will say, oh, well, yeah, you know what, Maria, you're just full of it you, because this and that, and it's really easy. No, it really isn't, guys, because we don't know the level of what it is that we are dealing with, number one. Number two, we don't know how long it's been there. We don't know if anyone else has acknowledged it and maybe uh, has communicated with it. There are many different things that we will never know about these type of things. It's not like a house where you know how many times the house has been bought by others and so on. Not that um, it makes it easier to figure it out, but as far as um, certain things, it, it can make it easier, okay? But apartments, uh, you never know. So um, I, the only thing that we are going to be able to do is, and this is going to happen this weekend, Someone is going to go in there and try to see if they can figure out what this may be and how it's there. Because nothing else has happened, like nothing's been moved, nothing, you know, water, light, nothing like that has been happening, no off and on stuff, and it's just that whispering. And it has to be a little unnerving to hear that. I don't know if uh, any of you have experienced that thing where you'll hear someone calling you. You will hear someone calling your name. I've never heard whispers personally calling my name, but I've ha- I have heard people or what I thought was a person calling my name where I knew that there was no way. There is no way that I can be hearing this right now as well as I've heard what I thought sounded like my mother calling my name before, uh, my husband calling my name before when, well, I mean, my mom wasn't around at all and my husband wasn't around, he was at work, but yet I could hear that. So it doesn't also, okay, it doesn't necessarily mean that for sure there is something there. It doesn't even mean that. So that is why there has to be an interview. An interview has to be done first. That way we can get some of the things, uh, some of those questions out of the way. Just certain things that we have to ask at the beginning. 
before we actually start taking a very a really close look. I mean, if, if you're in there, for example, if and I don't go into houses anymore. I don't really I don't have to do that. But um if you're in there for the first time, somebody has called you, you're going in there and you're going to talk with them, you're just going to get a feel for the place, see what you think may be going on. If you think there's something really in there, you may have to call someone else in and so on. And say, for example, stuff starts moving. All right. Glasses start moving across the table and say, okay, well then (laughs) you don't need to go any further. You know that the place is inhabited. But then in certain situations, you go in there and nothing happens at all. No whispers, no movement, no smells, no nothing. Doesn't mean that there's nothing there. And it doesn't mean that there is anything there. So I personally rather um, interview this person outside or maybe like at a coffee shop or something like that and talk to them before. I really don't have time to do this right now. And um, I feel kind of bad that I don't have the time. But once again, with this schedule of mine, I'm not going to be able to be involved in this. So I am, yeah, I feel kind of bad, but I will keep you guys uh, updated on it. If anything comes from this, if anything is found out about this, but once again, all right, because we have to look at all different avenues When someone moves into a new place, they may have bought some items. We know a lot of people, they like vintage. They like, um, not antiques, but like things that you buy from the antique store. They may be antique, maybe some collectibles because they like the vintage look and so on. And while it's usually nothing. I mean, it's usually pretty safe. You can go in there and buy some items and so on. Once in a while, you might get something that has uh, something else attached to it. It could be a simple case of something like that. So you just never know. And I'm telling you um, right now at this time in our history, things are are just seeming to come in and out of our realm so much easier than ever before, as well as um, the reasons for this being able to happen with all of the fear, the uncertainty, the hopelessness that a lot of people still have. You hear about suicide rates are up higher than ever and people speculating on, I mean, we're looking at inflation and hyperinflation. We're looking at just everything that is coming at us nonstop daily. Well, that all is negative and it strikes us. It comes at us. And when you're looking at just being able, all right, because I look at it as like a tsunami almost of different things coming at us all at once. So it's like a tsunami of negativity. It's not easy 
to be in any type of love vibration, any type of positive vibration, higher vibration, it's not easy. And I know that many people, even unaware, are like fighting negative with negativity. That's something that we just have to try to notice if we are doing that. Even to worry about all this stuff that we hear about is a negative emotion. I know it's difficult because I have to keep an eye even on myself and on my own emotions so that I can realize when that's beginning to happen and I can neutralize it because we can't let it go further. You know, we have to catch it and then just put ourselves into that like positivity bubble, you know, like that love bubble, like, like Jaco calls it, put yourself into a love, a love bubble. And it sounds funny. All right. But it works. It sounds hilarious actually. And you see this big old guy talking about putting yourself into a love bubble, but it works. It brings you back to positivity. So that's something that we could try to do on a daily basis. And if you feel yourself starting to get bogged down by all of this, just put yourself in that bubble. So, um, and, and you'll see, guys, that it works. It sounds funny, but it, uh, it's a good thing to, it's like another tool in our, our um, arsenal of things that we can use where this doesn't bring us down. And that is why these negative entities and energies can come into our realm so easily. That's why people are being attacked so easily. And I'm, I'm not talking about being attacked by other people. I'm talking about being attacked. And there are many different ways, right, besides the physical. It's also emotional. It's spiritual. It's financial. It's that alone, okay, those three things can even affect our health. And while we are not being attacked by somebody coming in and smacking us around, we are, in a sense, being attacked physically by all of the negative. And so we have got to realize these things. But that that's just my belief. I'm not saying that I uh, am just a, a guru and I know all of this stuff and blah, blah, blah. No, I only know because certain things that I hear that just seem to give me that little, hmm, you know, that sounds like something I might be able to try to see if it works. So I did try that. I did try that love bubble thing. And that's why I can come here confidently and tell you that it does work. So just another one of those things. But yeah, we're coming up so quickly now on the autumn. And that will be September 22nd will be the autumn equinox. Okay, so 
we're coming up in it so fast that it's almost like we are uh, like on the cusp already. And today is only the 19th of August. So just have to prepare ourselves for some strange, very strange things that are going to manifest. They're already starting with people seeing and they're experiencing, they're hearing all of these things as well as um, I don't like to use this word very often, okay? But a lot of what's known as poltergeist activity. Now, when we're talking about that, a lot of people are like, well, I don't understand because if there are no teenagers or no tweens in the house, can there still be poltergeist activity and so on? Well, actually, yes. Now, many will say that this is caused the majority of the time by people or by children who are going into the teenage years, like young adults, things like that. It, um, it'll usually start happening around that time and around these people. Now, there probably is something to that. I, I'm not saying that there isn't, but there are many different things that go on when you are like 11 years old, between like 11 and nowadays like between 10 and maybe 14 and 15 years old. There are so many things that just start taking place quickly, like puberty, like angst. There, there are so many emotions. It's almost like your mentality and your biology are just so out of whack between certain ages that it causes this like whirlwind kind of thing going on within you. And that is what causes these type of unexplained things, this phenomenon, this poltergeist phenomenon to happen, and so on. Well, I know that there, once again, like I said, there is probably something to that, but I do not believe that that, that is the only thing. I have a hard time with that. So, yeah, I, I um, believe that you can have a couple of uh, older people living in a house and experience that type of activity because it is not only for or caused by people of a certain age. There are also forces that want to um, like trick you all right, into believing that it's poltergeist activity. These things are very clever. And there are certain criterias that a lot of these researchers will look for within different phenomenons. 
and these entities that are causing these things to happen are so clever. They know how to disguise and how to use whatever it is, the criteria. They know what it is. All right? So I don't believe that um, everything is by the book. And I know there are many people who believe the same way also. Yeah, it's not just a cookie-cutter type of thing by far. But um, anyways, I didn't um, even plan on talking about this. But since things are going how they're going, I feel sometimes that I need to bring certain things up, right? Just like, for example... Dinosaurs. Yes, dinosaurs. Now, you've got all these. Some people say, oh, there were never dinosaurs. They actually went extinct before they say they did and all this and that. Well, now you've got people who are saying that there is DNA being extracted out of dinosaur, like the the bones of dinosaurs, the fossils, and what have you. What is the plan for that? If that is happening, all right? What is the plan for that? Okay, I know I'm all, I'm all over the place today, guys, but I only have like an hour to do and I try to squeeze everything into one hour or 45 minutes, whatever it is, to just um, give you a variety of things that to, maybe you want to look into or maybe that are interesting, But anyhow, it's been said now, and from more than one source, I have heard this. So I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. I just called it the Jurassic Park syndrome. I would just say, oh, yeah, okay, well, so-and-so must be having what I'm going to call the Jurassic Park syndrome It sounds a little way out there for me. Well, that's what I thought at the beginning of this, okay? Sounds a little way out there. So I'll just keep that like in the archives of my mind. And if something happens, I'll be able to refer back to this and know where I can go find out about it and so on. Well, then I hear, like I told you this before, I was at the market and there was this man and he was talking, he was like, okay, I'm going to call this guy a conspiracy theorist. The one reason that I'm calling him this is because the way he presented his case. We're at the market. We're standing at the checkout. He's in front of me. He starts going off on this tangent, talking about how They are putting dinosaur DNA in eggs. Yes, dinosaur DNA. They're putting it in chicken eggs. So I looked at what he was purchasing, and oh, lo and behold, he had eggs, all right, that he was buying. So I'm thinking to myself, if this guy is really serious, well, even if he's not, What he's doing is 
He's helping to discredit maybe any truth that is in there to what he's saying. Just going off like that. Oh, you know what they're putting in eggs? They're putting dinosaur DNA. And then you look and he's buying eggs unless he wants to eat them and become a dinosaur. I don't know. But I was thinking, see, this is why and how anyone who doesn't go with the popular narrative is discredited by coming out and just talking all crazy like that. So if there was something going on and he just hit on a little bit of this truth, well, the majority of people are going to be like, oh yeah, I remember that nut burger over there at the market talking about this a long time ago. There's no truth in that. See, so instead of bringing people to look at this, people like him are pushing people away. So I just stood there, okay, I'm buying my stuff. And then I said something to him like, well, why are you buying them? Not only that, guys, but think about it. If they were actually, okay, this is just my opinion, but if they were actually injecting eggs with dinosaur DNA, don't you think that the eggs would cost like a lot more than they do already? Because that would be a real scientific type deal. So they might sell certain eggs for maybe like, who knows, $25, $18. I mean, that's going to be an expensive undertaking to harvest this DNA, to filter out some things, to maybe make it strong again, strong enough so that once it's injected into the eggs, it can actually survive and do whatever it is that it's supposed to do. I don't believe that, and this is a few years ago, so I was like, nah, they would be a lot more expensive. I don't think you'd be getting 18 eggs for like $2.99. Something just tells me. So I don't know what was wrong with this guy. But then I read about it. Like I said, from a few different sources, as well as people who are in locations where, um, like you got these people who go hike and uh, climb these mountains, like they go and climb the highest to the highest peak, you know, and they're in like these blizzard type conditions and all of this stuff. There's nothing around but snow and ice. And they say they hear, they hear something, an animal that they've never, ever heard before. And it's not just one people. You know, you've got the group that's out there climbing this huge mountain. And everyone hears this sound of what sounds to them to be, be a huge animal and no one knows what kind of animal it could be. No one's heard it before. And when I heard that, I automatically remembered years ago, like I don't remember how long ago it's been, but it's been a long time. And they uh, found like 
the remains of the woolly mammoth. Do you, anybody remember that? It was probably like, I don't know, 20 years ago or something like that. And they were up there in one of those areas and uh, they found a woolly mammoth, things that we have only read about in books and stuff like that, that went extinct thousands of years ago. So, I mean, if you are interested in stuff like this, because it's like, okay, I know they found this woolly mammoth. I remember it was all over TV and all over everywhere, and they did a like this special program and showing this woolly mammoth, and then they found that caveman guy from all those years ago and all this stuff. So it, it started to uh, remind me, all right, I, re- I know that these things are true. They were even on mainstream, some type of like discovery or whatever it was. But why? Now, we know we got a lot of weird people out there who like to do weird experiments on others. There was one, his name was Dr. Mengele, all right? You may know about him during World War II, probably before World War II a little bit. He used to do all these horrific, just wicked experiments on other people. And um, just some stuff that's just so, just so, um, I, I can't even think of a word how bad this person was. But anyways, um, so it's like, maybe there is something to it. Now, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, they're sucking it out of the bone marrow of this thing and they're injecting it into your carton of eggs. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that maybe there's something to it in the fact that they, they, you know, whoever the agencies and the people who work for them are that do this kind of stuff, do this kind of experimental research and so on, could be putting it into other things. What these other things are, I don't know. I personally think that... um If they put it into some certain types of foods, unless it was liposomal, our stomach acids and things like that would kill it. It it wouldn't be able to survive, so it would just be flushed out of our body. But once again, if it was liposomal, which means that it's protected by like an outer casing. So your stomach acid won't destroy it. Therefore, it can get into the body. Also, if it is able to cross the blood-brain barrier, see, these are all things that I think would have to be done in order for anything to actually be like an experiment that would be worth it to some of these people. If you're talking about ingesting this. Otherwise, the easiest way would be 
Well, we all know what the easiest way would be. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not saying, oh yeah, for sure, this is happening and so on. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just wondering. I'm just kicking it around. Because um, because of the things I know that this doctor did back during, um, I, I guess it actually started before World War II, and it really started ramping up during World War II. But um, you can look for Dr. Mengele and see all of the horrific things that he did to um, talk, man, talk about crimes against humanity. But you can look and see. And I'm pretty sure that some of the things that he did are going to be left out, especially if you read about it on Wikipedia or anything like that. You would really have to dig a little bit to find out some of the stuff. And I might talk about that later on. You guys can let me know if you would like to hear some of this. But I'm going to tell you if you're squeamish and if you are sensitive, you might not want to hear about some of the things that were done back then. All right. Anyways, um, I'm at the end of this show. I hope that some of the things that I said were interesting to you and that actually planted a bit of a seed so that you will take it and look maybe read about some of the different subjects I brought up and see what you think, see how you feel about it. But I'm going to say that um, the first two stories that I told you, well, everything that I told you is true. And the first two stories, I know how they sound. And um, okay, I was not there. I'm not part of the people who analyzed these things, but because of um, certain things, I'm going to say that to the very best of my knowledge, these things are true. This is not a fabrication. So let me know, guys. I'm always open to constructive criticism as well as any type of criticism. I am not... uh, sensitive. You can pretty much say whatever you want. I have a bunch of brothers, so I'm not sensitive. But anyways, um, you can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at outlook.com. I will be talking to you again soon, hopefully Sunday. So have a great weekend. Ciao.